Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Last Sunday, something happened during the service, and I'm not going to say what, but something happened in the service. I hope you caught it. I hope you know. If you don't, I'm still going to tell you. I'm still going to share something with you. But I want to say something to all of you, every one of us. Uh, first of all, how many really want the presence of God in your life? How many are hungry for the presence of God? How many of you are leaning in to the presence of God? That you want what he wants for your life? Well, God spoke some things last Sunday morning. And what I'm going to do now, because God dealt with me about Tuesday, I believe, Monday or Tuesday, he put before me, as I was doing a Bible study, he put before me what had been prophesied the Sunday before. And I was like, oh, okay, God, I hear you. And what I need to tell you today, that we have prayed for a long time for the word of God to go forth from this podium, from this church, into the hearts of his people, and that not only will we be listeners, but we're going to be doers of the word. We're going to hear the word. But if our spiritual ears are not open, we will not hear when a prophetic word goes forth, nor will we have eyes that see that have enlightenment and understanding. Now, it does no good for the God to show up, the presence of God to show up in your house if you're not aware that he's there. Now, he's everywhere, I understand. But when we say, God, I want your presence more. I want you more than anything in my life. I want to know your ways more than anything in my, your life, in my life. I really do. I've tasted and seen that you are good. I have been in that place where I felt the Shekinah glory come over me. Remember in Isaiah, I think it was uh, chapter 6, where I just lost my train of thought. That's crazy. Where uh, Isaiah, was that Hezekiah? Tell me real quick, help me. Isaiah chapter 6. Yes, the year that Uzziah died. And they were mourning the death of Uzziah. And as Isaiah began to mourn and begin to come and say, what are we going to do? Now, what do we do? Because it looks like everything is in a mess. Now, this is not my notes, so I'm just trying to see what God's saying here, okay? We're, it seems like we're in a mess. And there may be some of you sitting in this house today, and you're saying, it seems like things are in a mess. And that's all he could see because they had looked to a man to resolve their situations of life. And there's nothing wrong with honoring. There's nothing wrong with looking for to leadership. There's nothing wrong with that because we're all taught to honor and to look and to listen and, and to somebody leading and guide us. But when the leadership passed away, Isaiah felt like there was no hope at all. And he began to cry out. And as he began to cry out, before God and begin to talk to God, all of a sudden he saw the glory of God. 
And see, I believe that in this day and this time, as we cry out, some are seeing the glory of God. We're going to, as we press in more and more to him, we're going to see the glory of God. How does the glory of God, how is it revealed in, in our lives? And you may say, I don't understand. I don't know. How do I experience the glory of God? I will say this. The more that you press into him, the more you talk to him, the more you read his word, the more you proclaim what he says, the closer you're moving into the presence of God. And when he shows up, and I'm telling you what, he's ready every day, many, many times throughout the day to show up if we're ready to receive him. We say we are, but see, last Sunday, the Lord said something, and I don't know if you went back and listened. I don't know if you followed it. I have no idea. Thank you. But God spoke something. Uh, Dwayne, will you look and would you find the scripture for me? 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, 19, and 20. Boomer, you said something this morning, and I got excited because of what God said through those scriptures. I was like, okay, God, I know we're, I, I mean, I didn't doubt that we were on the right page anyway. When God speaks, you know, we all need to know when God speaks to us, we know we're on the right track. My job is to do my best to deliver what I know God is saying. And that's all that I can do. But look at this. It says, give thanks in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Next. Do not quench the Spirit. Very important. If we're inviting the Spirit of God to come into our life, it's very important that we do not quench the Spirit. And do not treat prophecies with contempt. Now, we have prayed over and over, God, renew the prophetic word in this house. He's heard our prayers, and he's doing it. But he says, are you listening? And if you don't listen, you're going to miss it, and you won't get it. And he never speaks unless there's a reason that he speaks. Selah. Okay. John 18, chapter 4. Through eight. Thank you, Father, for the word. Thank you that you are the word. <laughs> and the word was made flesh and walked among men. <laughs> Thank you. Today we receive you, Jesus. We receive what the Spirit of God is speaking to us. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? Now, this was when the betrayal of Judas, and this was when the great army come to look for him. And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said unto them, I am am he I am Jesus said I am he and Judas who had betrayed him also stood with them now when he said to them I am he they fell backward don't go to sleep guys don't go to sleep do not go to sleep tell yourself to wake up and listen 
to the Spirit of God today because it can change your life. I'm telling you, this is a life-changing message for you. When he said, I am he, they threw back and fell to the ground. Then he asked him again, whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. They were looking for Jesus of Nazareth. They weren't looking for I am. But I am showed up. Jesus answered, I've told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their ways. So just as the Roman soldiers and the temple police were preparing to arrest Jesus, a supernatural power, I am, was released so strong that it literally knocked three to six hundred strong soldiers backward and down to the ground. It was like an invisible bomb. When he spoke the word, I am, and I want you to get something this morning, I'm not just talking about Jesus the Nazareth. I'm talking about Jesus, the great I am this morning, that his presence is in our lives, in our midst, and he wants to do exactly what he has told us he will do. Explosive strength was released, released, and it was so powerful that it knocked the soldiers flat on their backs. What released that great power? What was it? After Jesus received Judas' kiss of betrayal, he asked this crowd of militia, whom do you seek? And I believe he would ask Solid Rock this morning in those out in face time today, whom do you seek? Are you seeking the Jesus of Nazareth that you saw going around doing good? Are you seeking him? That's a good thing. That's a good thing, but there's something more. He says, okay, I understand. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And they, see, their reply was they weren't looking for the great I am because they didn't understand what the great I am was. Do we understand who the great I am is? They didn't understand that. So when he, his response was, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. The Greek words here is E-G-O-E-I-M-I, which can be translated more accurately than I am he. It's just simple, I am. And that's not the only time that Jesus identifies himself in the New Testament with these same words. John 8, 58, Jesus said to them, most surely I... Say to you, mm, this is good. Most assuredly, let me tell you for a truth. I say to you before Abraham was. I am. Oh, it's going to get good. You guys, I don't know if you know what God said last week. I don't know if you really understand that he spoke. But may from this service on, you never take a prophetic word lightly. 
Because in it is redemption for us. Oh, I read that and I went, wow. Before Abraham was, I've heard all this before, but when God's saying something, it's powerful. John 13, 19, right before Judas betrayed him. Now, I will tell you before it comes that when it comes to pass, he was telling his disciples, before, when it comes to pass, that it meant you, he's telling his disciples, that you may believe that I am. This I am knocked down 600, three to 600 soldiers, military strong men, and the police, the temple police, the strong ones. I mean, my goodness, six, 300 would have been enough, surely, to have taken Jesus. Of course, it would have been. When they heard those words, ego, iomi, they recognized them as the very words that God used to identify himself to Moses on Mount Moriah when in Exodus 3.14, very same words. Now, these were religious folk coming after Jesus. They knew the terms and the words. They knew. Here he's saying, I am. But not only did he say, I am, they were knocked to the ground. He was bold and he was affirming that he was the great I am of the Old Testament. In John 5, 58 and John 13 and 9. But in our text today, which is John 18, 5 and 6, Jesus is saying those same words again when the soldiers ask, who are you? And he knew the answer. He expected the Jesus of Nazareth. But instead, when they asked, he said, I am. And we will further stu study, if you go in and you look, you'll find out that when he said those powerful words, because see, this is all power. The great I am is all powerful. He's everything from the beginning to the end that we need. He just came in human flesh so that we could have some understanding and to bring grace and mercy and take that old, ugly, judgmental, mean spirit that was not of him out of life. He gave us grace. I am was power revealed. The Greek word pipto, which means to fall. And that's what happened to them. They fell backwards. And not only did they fall backwards, I mean, I can't, you know, I don't think we could, we could hold in this area that we're using right now. We could hold, if we take the seats up, we could probably hold 600 people standing quite easily. But can you imagine in that group, because you know they kind of grouped together, and all of a sudden when Jesus spoke, I am, they fell, but not only did they fall, they fell hard as if they were dead. That's what that word translates out to be. Jesus responded to their question, and his power was unleashed. Just a blast of it. Not his full power, just a blast. He could have killed them. But when he did that, he, Jesus proved that he couldn't be taken by force. 
he willingly surrendered to the soldiers. He willingly went to the cross for you and I. He willingly spent the time in the grave for us. He willingly rose again with the keys of death and He took it. He stripped the enemy. And he brought life out. He brought resurrection life. And he said that same spirit that raised me from the dead is going to dwell. When I leave, I'm going to leave something so powerful inside of you. That if you can understand the difference between trying and trusting, I'll do powerful things in your life. Part of the, the main part of our father, good, good father, plan was to bring salvation and redemption through his son. So it's important that we understand that no one took him. That's why no one could take him that day. That's why when he said the great I am, that the flesh had to bow. The flesh had to surrender. See, when the great I am is in our life, our flesh has to surrender. Our will has to give way to his will. We see something past our own ideas and our own thoughts into a more perfect plan. The Jesus that we serve is so powerful. There's no force strong enough to resist his power. There is no sickness. There is no financial turmoil. There is no relationship problems. There is no political force that can win over God's people when we understand that the great I am can do the impossible. We believe these things that are going. We believe it. If we believe truth and we're trusting, truth is the word of God, and we trust in the word of God, then the things that are going on and around us in our life, they will be as nothing as nothing at all. Last night when I was finishing up, I got to put one of my favorite scriptures in there because this scripture anchored me in so many storms of life. And, and I repeat it over and over when the enemy comes and he tries and he attacks and he begins to try to accuse. I say this over and over. But Isaiah chapter 41, verses 10 through 13. And I learned this scripture and and it has done something in my life. So when the enemy comes and he tries to bring back fear of something that I know God has already put to death. We need to know what Jesus put to death. What the cross really meant for us. What died on the cross with Jesus. What was resurrected with Jesus. Our sins died on the cross. Our pain, our shame died on the cross. The healing and, and, and that which would take us out died on the cross. And then when Jesus rose from the dead, resurrection life came alive. The great I am stepped forth and he says, I will live in you the greater works that you've seen me do told the disciples that because I'm going to spread so far and so many is going to believe my word it's going to go forth all around the world 
Nations are going to be healed and delivered and set free because of the great I am power. Fear not, for there's nothing to fear, for I am with you. Right in the middle of that scripture. And I didn't even get it till last night, even though I'd said that scripture over and over. And I read that and I thought, no wonder it works so well, because the great I am was right in the middle of that scripture. For I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. Oh, don't you love it when I am shows up? I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and, re- and retain you with, with my righteous right hand of rightness and justice. And Acts 13, 9 and 10, we'll get to it in just a minute. Behold, all those who are enraged and inflamed against you shall be put to shame and confounded. I'm telling you what, you don't have to fight your own battles. If you get your heart right with God and you get rid of all the prejudice and all the anger and all the strife and all the hurt, poor me syndrome, if you get it out of your life, I'm telling you what God will do, what we can't even possibly think. He can cause those that we would think never rise again, rise up again with the power of God in their life. But he said, those who are enraged and inflamed against you shall be put to shame and confounded. They who strive against you shall be as nothing and shall perish. That attack, that sickness that has kept you down, the word of the Lord is saying that you're going to look around one day soon and my goodness I feel good my goodness I am healed those words of healing that I spoke all is well I am healed by the stripes of Jesus I shall live and not die I will declare the wonderful works of the Lord and we'll look around and that enemy of sickness is not following us around anymore that strife that was in your home that seems like you're never going to get out of that situation and you've prayed well and you've even tried but God said I want you to trust. I want you to speak my word over your situations. Even those who have contended with you and told you that you don't deserve anything because of your past. God can't use you because of your past. You don't have a right to be fruitful in God. But I'm telling you what, if you will quit fighting your own battles and you will keep your mouth shut and you will proclaim what the word of God says over you. I'm telling you, I don't need everybody to approve of me, but I do need my father, God, the great I am to work in my life because see anything that I do for the kingdom of God is not in me. I am not qualified. I've never been qualified but he is Mm. you could they who war against you shall be as nothing as nothing at all and I think about when I was really the scripture when it really came into my life I would think about those who just wanted to see our destruction they wanted us to drown They really did. They would have had great pleasure out of that. But you know what? They needed Jesus. They needed the master to calm the war that was in their side. But see, I couldn't help them out by warring back with them. Couldn't do it. But you know, there was a time where I looked around and they weren't there because they had too many problems of their own to deal with mine. And I would encourage you when the enemy comes against you, 
That if you will keep your eyes upon Jesus, he, the enemy will scatter seven different ways or a hundred different ways. Whatever it takes, he will do it. For I am your Lord. For I, the Lord, your God, hold your right hand. I am the Lord who says to you, fear not, I will help you. Acts 18, 9 and 10, which was a reference. Now here is Paul. Hmm. The Apostle Paul. The Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. I didn't give you that one, I don't think. It's okay. Do not be afraid, but, but speak and do not keep silent. For I am with you, Paul. And no one will attack you to hurt you. For I have many people. I have godly ones in the city and they're praying. Don't worry. Don't worry. I am involved in the situation and God needs us this morning to see him as he is worship team would you come the great I am is our provider when the great I am opens his mouth and he speaks every power that defies him every power that attempts to bring down his word is pushed backward and shaken until it falls to the ground now, would you like to hear last Sunday's prophetic word? And you know, it don't matter who they come from. If it's a prophetic word, and I will say this to those that God uses in the prophetic word. I've always said, God, don't let me say something that's not of you because I don't want to stand before you and you say, I didn't say that. So with a humble heart, and I say that to anybody that God uses, don't, don't you got to learn the difference, and you can't do it if you don't stay in the presence of God. You won't know the difference. You'll just, you'll just say a lot of things that, that come from your spirit, your natural spirit, your flesh, your soulish realm. But last Sunday, this was the word of the Lord. It was filled with promise. It was filled with deliverance. You can put it up, Dwayne. It's the next. The Spirit of the Lord says to you this morning, I am the great I am. I have heard your cries. I have seen your pressing end. And I am wanting to meet you in that place you desire. As you worship me, as you trust me, I am your deliverer. I will set you free from that which has bound you. Don't pay attention to them. I want you, I know it's hard to focus. See, our, how, many, how many pig trails has your mind gone on in the last few seconds? We've got to do more than try. We've got to learn to trust if we want to grow and if we want to walk in kingdom living. So I'm going to bring you back. I want to say it again because I know that I know that I know that this was a prophetic word from God. I had no idea what it said, even though it came through me last week and it makes no difference who it come through. God said, I want this message taught because my people, I will say things and they won't even hear. They won't reverence or know that I'm speaking.
I'm excited because see if God thinks that solid rock is ready to receive what he has to say, he'll show up more and more. We make that decision. Okay, we're going to go back. The Spirit of the Lord says to you this morning, I am the great I am. I'm so glad he spoke and stopped me in my tracks this week. I had no word. I had to go back to our, uh, our program and listen over and over to write it down. But I did it by instruction from God. I have heard your cries. I've seen your pressing in. I am wanting to meet you in that place you desire. As you worship me, as you trust me, I am your deliverer. I will set you free from that which has you bound. Did anybody need to be set free in this house? Is there anything that's keeping you bound? You've been trying. But God says you got to trust me. I will loose that which has kept you chained up for so long. Well, now this is powerful. This is prophetic word come forth to us as a church. Because you're sitting in the congregation. You're watching by Facebook. There are some of you that need to go back and write this down because it's for you. And if you miss it, the enemy will steal it from you. That which seems impossible. Anybody got any of that in your life? That which seems impossible. I am. What was the I am when he spoke? He said, I am he. I am he. And when I am showed up, power showed up. That which seems impossible. I am the God that makes all things possible. That which you cannot see the end to, that which you don't have a clue how God's going to fix it and do it. I am wants to show up and show off his power in your life personally. Now, this message is only for those who believe it's for you because you can go on with your trouble and you can keep it for another 10 years if you want. Or you're going to see a change because something is happening in the spiritual realm today. As you press into me and worship me, I am will do what I say I will do. Every one of you need to get hold of that prophecy. What are your needs today? Where do you need the great I am? To do the impossible. Are there anyone, is there any one person in this building under the sound of my voice today that will dare to believe that he is who he says he is? If you do, then let him speak to your heart. What is it he wants to talk to you about? What is it that you want to say to me? Once you see the promise you, you need and see everyone in here, it's different because we're individuals. We're living the life that we're living. The giants that you're facing, the impossible situations that the mountain, you go around, you go around. But we're going to end that cycle because the great I am showed up and he said, if you can believe who I am, I will cause that thing to flatten. 
I'll knock it to the ground when you understand what's inside of you. We have to get our mouth in agreement with his word. Our mouth can lie. Don't talk about how you feel. Your feelings, have you ever had the, your uh, feeling thermometer go up and down? And sometimes people, we can go from 1 to 20, you know, in a half a second. God says, I want you to get control of that. Let me, let truth prevail. Trust me that I can get you past that. That I can get you past your emotions that have just kept pulling you down. Get your eyes upon me and understand that I am the great I am. You will see the power of God unleashed against the forces that are trying to defy you. You know why they're trying to defy you? Because the great I am wants to work through you. So always the enemy will try to defy the God in you. Of course he will. Of course he'll try to keep us bound. Of course he'll try to keep us sick. That's what he does. Of course, he'll try to ruin the relationships with our family, with our friends. He'll try to cause disunity in a church because we're dangerous. Don't you dare be part of disunity. Pastor preached a masterpiece last week. Do not be part of talking about your church or your brother or your sister. Don't do it. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't do it. Some today are going to experience a now moment. Some today, the great I am showing up. Your days on the sideline are over. Some of this is going to go right over some people's head. There are those who's waiting is still progressing. Some of you are in the waiting, and you're going to stay there a little bit. But you're going to stay in the waiting with great joy and great expectancy. It's going to come out of your mouth that he is Lord and that all is well because God is showing up. The great I am is doing in your life what needs to be done. And you are patiently, expectantly waiting and knowing that the enemy is totally being annihilated in your life. Now, is that a good promise? Stand to your feet. Mm. One more time. Now moments. Your day on the sideline is over. You can't make it happen. You just walk in truth and trust. You don't just try, you trust. When we're trusting, we can keep our mouth shut. When we're trusting, our mouth is in line with the Word of God. But God loves us so much that sometimes He's got us in the waiting because our mouth would destroy what God wants to do. And it's okay. An excellent job Wednesday night, Christy. I would encourage every person that hasn't heard Wednesday night message to go back and listen to it. God is speaking to Solid Rock Family Church. He's speaking, and he's speaking loudly. And you're not just coming to church to be just in worship and then to go home. Mm -mm. Worship is important. It's very important, but so is the Word of God.
And we better hear what God is saying. Emotions are good, but emotions will only carry us so far. So far, But the word of God, it will cause the I am to show up and explode in our lives when it needs to. One more time. Those who are waiting, whose waiting is still progressing. And I will say this, if you are waiting and you don't have great joy and expectation, you need to stay in the waiting a little bit longer. I've been waiting many times in my life, many times. And the Lord, I grew more in those times than I did any other times in my life because God used those to shave off my rust spots, my warts that would just keep coming up. Maybe my insecurities. You know, he used a lot of time working on my insecurities. I'm saying I, I'm a recovered introvert. I am. I was recovering for a while. Now I'm recovered. It's amazing what God can do. I spent a lot of times on the sidelines. But God worked most in that. And I got happy in expectancy. I could worship God on the sidelines, probably more powerful than I could any other time. See, God knows what he's doing with us in our lives because he doesn't want us to, the enemy, to destroy us. So wherever you're at, these are now moments today. These are now moments today. I'm going to ask you to just bow your head in this place, and I'm going to pray over you. I don't know where you're at. I don't know where each person's at. I don't know that. I just know that the great I am wanted you to know that he hears your cries and he hears your prayers and that he sees where you're at and that the cry of your heart he is listening and he says i am here to destroy the works that the enemy keep pulling you back to But I am he that you are looking for. I am he, the answer to all of your questions. Father, I thank you for every person that is listening to this message today. God, we take no credit for anything. There's no one that knows any better than I do that I don't have the qualifications to do anything you've asked me to do but the great I am that lives within me. The all-powerful God is in our midst today to undo the work of the enemy, to drive back the forces that have been sent to stop us. Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at DarleneSolidRock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At The Table. 
You can also check us out at DarleneRoads.org. Also at WAWMinistries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At the Table with Darlene.